a lot of the viewership sources we see now come from playlisting and that's algorithmic playlisting across YouTube. So it's very important that videos play by playlisting rules so that they can retain high audience retention and therefore continue to get surfaced across the YouTube platform. So what does that mean? It means long visual intros that don't contain the music tend to hurt the artist's performance. We've seen upwards of 30 to 50% drop off in the first 10 seconds. You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here with a new edition of Music Growth Talks. I've got something really interesting to share with you today. This is a conversation with JP Evangelista, the Senior Vice President of Content Programming and Marketing at Vivo. The biggest music video platform out there. It's massive, all of you know about it, and some of you uh, maybe have been curious what they've been up to uh, lately in the past couple years, and this is what we are going to cover on this very podcast episode. JP oversees uh, the regional content production, music programming, uh, editorial talent events, label relations, social team across uh, the globe, and his teams work with artists, managers, major media labels to create and promote music videos across the uh, Viva platform. And JP will explain what he does in more detail, but also you are going to uh, to to see how Viva fits into the entire music industry landscape today for both established and emerging artists. Uh, so here JP will explain how their discovery and leaf programs work and uh, why they have been putting a lot of efforts into pushing this in the past two years. Uh, so listen on, there are also really cool tips on optimizing your videos for YouTube, something you want to consider implementing for your future music videos. And uh, yeah, don't forget to also go to dottedmusic.com for the show notes to this episode. Once again, it's one, three, four as we are linking to a few great examples of videos created as a part of the discovery program. So check it out. And now listen on. JP, welcome to Music Growth Talks. I'm excited to have you here and yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I know that you work on the original content creation and production of original content for Vivo. And it's a really interesting area and it's something that I will definitely have questions to you about, but maybe you could give us just um, a general overview of what kind of responsibilities you've had at, at as of late. Yeah, sure. So I'm currently the Senior Vice President of Content Programming and Marketing. That covers quite a few areas, original content production, creation, rolling all that stuff out. That's certainly part of it, but the role is a bit broader than that. So right. Under content programming and marketing, you have, you know, obviously the marketing team. So our social accounts, any paid marketing campaigns that we do to promote either our original content or other artists' content. You have the programming team, which is responsible for, you know, garnering viewership across music videos and original content on YouTube and other platforms. And then you have a music and talent team that books talent for the originals that also has artist and label relations teams that are responsible for sort of managing the label's needs as they deliver videos to us, explaining to them how they're getting programmed, how to grow viewership and optimization across the YouTube environment, how to grow revenue. So it's really this sort of mix of what we produce, 
what labels and you know both major and indie labels deliver to us, the expertise that we provide to them, how to navigate YouTube or other distribution endpoints, and just in general, how we market everything. Yeah, right, right. Makes sense. I bet your team of curators is quite big. With how many people roughly do you work in, in, in that area? For curation specifically, we have people in Los Angeles, New York, and London. I also oversee a team in London that's responsible for most of Europe. So you can think, you know, Italy, France, Spain, curation, Poland, and, and a few others. So overall, from a curatorial perspective, we probably have close to 13 to 15 people currently. And the broader team across my, my organization is around 65 people. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, very impressive. And uh, I understand the, kind, like the, the scope of the work you've got there. I did mention the the original content creation. Obviously, it's not just where your responsibilities end, but I, I think it's really interesting. And uh, I, I have a feeling that quite a few of our listeners will be really interested in hearing a bit more on these original content projects of yours, because like I... I didn't know about all of it myself. And uh, overall, I, I kind of want to, to share with you my very biased personal kind of um, uh, experience, like as, as, um, as, as an owner of a marketing agency in the past, like some years ago, most of our clients just wanted to have their music videos on Vivo without oftentimes, without even just, just, just for the sake of it, because of the prestige associated with that. It's been changing a bit lately. And, uh, I haven't been hearing the, the the brand's name popping up when talking to the to our clients, which are mostly independent, smaller smaller acts. But I know that there has been a lot of really interesting developments going on. So for those listeners of ours who are on the you know smaller developing side, let's say, and not signed to majors or big indies, maybe you could just mention in which directions Vivo has been developing as a as a company before we talk more about the original content? Sure. So, you know, quite a bit to cover within the scope of that question. But in essence, you know, we've shifted over the course of the last 18 months or so to really push our resources via original content creation and promotional strategies to support emerging artists. And that is agnostic of label affiliation. So it doesn't matter if you're, you know, Universal, Sony, or if you're part of a Merlin label. If we if we have a distribution deal with you through the Orchard or through Vidya or through some other independent body, but the original content that we create, which is mainly a mix of short form performance series and narrative based content, is very heavily skewed towards supporting emerging artists who we think benefit the most from key visuals at an early stage of their development. Right. Yeah. Can you give us a couple examples? Sure. So. If we're looking from sort of like an artist development perspective, yeah. we have a couple programs and there's a bit of a funnel, right? So Discover is sort of for artists who are really on their first or second single, don't have a ton of, you know, marketing, having been marketed to date, probably have only released one or two music videos tops, if any, sometimes were their first official sort of visual via a performance. And that's a series where we capture two performance pieces of content. Usually the existing single that they're focusing on and one track that they probably won't get music video coverage for. And we shoot that both in Brooklyn and in London on built prefabricated sets, upload it to a designated Vivo Discover channel on YouTube where we have around 650, 700K subs. And we have a constant rollout of you know one artist per week receiving a full marketing push across the entire channel. 
just to clarify, it doesn't require in financial investment on the artist side or how, how does so it look just, like for, for them? Just to get to the filming location, be it either in the Brooklyn or North London area. Right. But all the filming costs are covered by Vivo. And then there's like a lofty sort of YouTube promotional plan and Vivo social plan that's put in place to support not only the content that's shot on set, but the artist's other official content when they release it either in the future or during the course of the campaign. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm linking to the channels, by the way, in the show notes to it. So anyone can check this out. Yeah, please keep going. When we get from like a slightly more developed level, one of our more flagship programs is called the Lift Program. It's been around for quite some time, dating back to 2011. A lot of artists have come through it over the years. Sam Smith, One Direction, Kendrick Lamar. Last year, we worked with Billie Eilish, Queen Nyjah, LMA, and a few others. This is a program that we're trying to bring artists who we believe are on the verge of breaking and push them to a more mainstream audience. So there's a much heavier production investment from our part. We do essentially two live music videos with them and one mini doc. And they get six weeks of promotion across the platform, a couple hundred million impressions, uh, lots of pre-roll ads, and just really trying to boost their views across our different promotional means and get them known on YouTube while telling their story. We do five artists in the U.S. per year for that program and five artists internationally. A couple you know, larger changes is us you know, really trying to move into the Latin market within that program. We're currently working with an artist, CNCO, in the U.S., I imagine there'll be more you know, Latin artists as we see that genre continue to grow within our platform as part of the program, as we try to pick artists that are representative of our audience. Yeah. So yeah. those are the two main developing artist programs. And then there's you know, a host of opportunities on the original content side, regardless of tier of artists. We have additional studio capabilities in Manhattan to go along with you know, the Brooklyn and London facilities. We tape a lot on the road. And the opportunities range from genre to tier of artists. And again, most of it's weighted towards performance. We sort of specialize in that area, but we do some narrative-driven content as well. Yeah, and I, I, I've uh, watched some of these, I want to call them documentaries. Uh, it's not exactly the right term, but they, they, they're amazing. Like it's uh, some proper production quality and really interesting to watch. So the, the quality is definitely there. How in emerging acts, could potentially appear on your radar for potential coverage or for partnership. You mean after they've they've gone through a program, been developed, yep. and yep. what's yep. the yeah? So we view you know we view every artist we work with as family, but obviously if you've come through the programs and have a very tight working relationship with us, we keep that going through promotion of your music videos, potentially trying to partner on a custom piece of original content. Examples of artists that have got run sort of the entire gamut with us and we continue to work very closely with are Halsey, Alessia Cara, Billie Eilish will be one of them, Khalid is another one. So these are artists we started with incredibly early before most fans really knew who they were. We were drawn to the music, drawn to the potential growth that we saw against streams, against their socials, against what we thought they could do from a touring perspective and started to tape with them at a very early stage. And we've probably produced at least 15 pieces of original content for each of those artists. But again, it's fairly variable as to how early we start working with an artist, how the project grows, and where we think we can add actual value to their marketing campaigns. Yeah, that's impressive. And is there a particular way, like how you position yourself when helping artists at this scale? Because uh, you're doing a lot of the work that record labels have been doing on management companies. It's an interesting, we live in an interesting age where these kind of roles merge and the role of tech companies is is just incredible. Now we, we have some 
interesting examples from Spotify and in the I don't know kind of Netflix affects the the world of, mu- of the music industry. So you can you maybe give us a, like a, a, a just a, a hint to the 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 big vision maybe where you see these programs being developed in say in a few years. So Viva being recognized as as uh, as as uh, just a mainstream platform of original content or you still put the artists in the forefront and it's mostly about developing the the talent if it makes sense yeah sure feels like a three-parter so i'll start from the yeah, beginning sorry for that. Work, my way, <laughs> work my way through so i think the initial question was how do we view ourselves in the context of management companies and labels and how they're already mid-cycle marketing a lot of these artists and where do we fall in so i'll, I'll start with that we view ourselves as additive and complementary, right? We're trying to insert ourselves into an existing marketing campaign that management and label have walked us through and see where we can add the most value. We bring a couple things to the table. One is audience, right? Yeah. Across our you know, 400,000 video library network, 65,000 channel network on YouTube, we're doing close to 26 billion views a month currently. And we have the ability to cross-promote artists in a sort of related fashion, related genre fashion, to try to get them additional views across YouTube, yeah. right? So there's a, there's a number of promotional tools we use to help boost an artist's views, help grow their campaign. And then it's trying to see what they might be lacking visually. Perhaps it's video that the a track that the artist loves that the label's not going to commission a video for, and we can get a high-quality visual inserted into their, their channel for them at a period of time where it's incredibly important to have to keep an eye on frequency of uploads to an artist's channel. The YouTube algorithm controls a ton of the viewership that these artists get and recency of upload, frequency of upload to high quality, highly retentive content is incredibly important to keep an artist competitive in the YouTube environment, right? So we see ourselves as, you know, adding to these artists' channels. And then to the program question, it's an interesting one because a lot of these programs have lived for several years. We viewed it, and this, is, this was a fundamental shift last year for us, getting the Vivo brand out of the way of some of these programs and putting the artists forefront because to remain competitive in the YouTube environment from what we saw, there were a number of best practices when you try to make a brand the forefront of a program that can detract from an artist's viewership. Mm-hmm. And that could be giant intro graphics in the front without starting music directly. That could be the way that you title a piece of content, right? If we were calling something just Vivo Lift in an artist's name, fans might not know exactly what that means. Like there could be some brand awareness, but not some level of specificity. So when a fan could see something, it could wind up being a short form mini documentary. They're expecting a music video. So they bounce off the video quite quickly and that hurts the artist's retention, thereby hurting the way that their videos perform in the algorithm. So we're really trying to do everything optimized to the YouTube audience environment. And what we've seen so far is putting the artists first makes that content much more sticky, makes fans stay within it longer and ultimately leads to more views and more revenue. Awesome. Oh, I, I really appreciate the the explanation of that a bit different kind of question but uh, a bit on a practical side for anyone creating the content for themselves uh in in a low budget environment especially do have maybe just a couple tips for content creation anything that you've seen been working really well maybe on youtube in particular because every channel is different we've got vertical videos and instagram and all that stuff but maybe you've just seen a trend to in terms of uh, music videos or just video content for musicians that you could share with us? Sure. I think there's a couple things. I think 
first and foremost, I think budget can be very variable and it doesn't matter how expensive a video is. Normally, I think visual representation for a track, you know, on YouTube is incredibly important. So if it's anything from a visualizer to a lyric video to a low budget music video, I always encourage artists to do that to keep their channel active. When we're talking specifically around creative within music videos, there's really no one size fits all to it, but a couple tips that are incredibly important to remain competitive on YouTube. A lot of the viewership sources we see now come from playlisting, and that's algorithmic playlisting across YouTube. So it's very important that videos play by playlisting rules so that they can retain high audience retention and therefore continue to get surfaced across the YouTube platform. So what does that mean? It means long visual intros that don't contain the music tend to hurt the artist's performance. We've seen upwards of 30 to 50% drop off in the first 10 seconds if it's sort of one of these cinematic, longer form music videos that doesn't yeah. start the music immediately. Because you can imagine sticking that into a playlist, you're doing it sort of in a lean back environment and fans are prone to skip that quite quickly because there's no music playing. Yeah. Big intro graphics tend to hurt. It doesn't sort of lend into that that playlisting experience as well. And very direct, simple, basic titling, you know, artist name, official music video with the title, so as not to confuse users and really optimize, you know, really hit on SEOs, but we've seen is incredibly important. But from like a visual storytelling perspective, other than really starting the music up front and creating something that, you know, you believe your fans think is interesting, there really is no one size fits all to that. But I, I don't think artists should worry too much around the budget they're putting into these because there's tons, tons of less than five figure videos that perform incredibly well within the YouTube environment. A lot of it often also has to do with just the performance of the track in and of itself versus the visual quality of the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that understanding the how the platform works is really important. It's relevant to every platform out there, social media, streaming, and YouTube, uh, of course. So that's that's insight on how to increase the uh, viewer retention by just getting straight to the to the song if it's a music video is is a good one. I would naturally want to ask you about about any potential tips for outreach to to creators playlists, but I'm I'm not entirely sure if it would be full relevant because you operate with kind of your network. Maybe you do have any tips on maybe partnering with other YouTubers or or channels, yeah, influences with playlists on on that platform, YouTube specifically. It's not something that we've spent a ton of time on today. Yeah. We've explored the route through original content and through curation of hosts in the past. It's it's something we might look at again in the future, but for right now, I think the curatorial efforts that you're describing, we tend to employ more on our social media accounts, right? So we were at Governor's Ball Festival this past weekend, and we had influencer curating our Instagram stories and inter interacting directly with artists. There is a route potentially for us in the future where we would work with other YouTube influencers to seed artist content, to seed some of our original content, but that's not fully fleshed out. So I can't really get into too much detail on that. But when you're you know, working directly with us, be it through an indie label, through a major label, you're assigned a very specific account rep. And that account rep gets your music video content, your music in front of a curator here. And it's you know reviewed just as if you were on a major label. Everything is like very agnostic of that. It's quality of the music, quality of the video, how we see things performing, what we think is best for our audience. So 
you know, there's there's staff here that, you know, take quite a good deal of time to look at every single video that comes in. Yeah, 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 totally. No, it makes a lot of sense. And one more question I wanted to ask on the marketing growth side. You mentioned funnel early on, and I would like to apply this term to to an artist's career and creating a funnel where the views, the reach to new audiences can be converted into something else, such as a fan base, captured fans, potential engaged fans, eventually customers who can buy merch online, whatever, or subscribe to, to an artist somewhere. Have you been helping your artists in, a, in any particular way, or maybe you have any recommendations for ensuring that these views, this attention goes beyond the likes and comments which are very important and the views of course have you i guess you've seen some real good stuff happening with artist careers thanks to you but maybe you have some recommendations to yeah to merge an artist yeah i mean it's an interesting trend that you sort of point out because we've seen a lot of through the the growth of audio streaming platforms in the past several years artists amass hundreds of millions of streams against a singular track or two tracks. And fans really haven't connected who that artist is, what their yeah. personality is, what their story is, yeah. what they might even look like, be able to recognize them in the street, right? And a lot of those artists who grow so quickly on a platform can tend to struggle with live ticket sales. Yeah. What we bring, you know, through either music video presentation, original content is trying to connect that face, tell that story to that track. So part of it is having good, solid visual representation, either, you know, on through Viva or on your own YouTube channel, you know, however you're trying to grow and really building out your social presence so fans can begin to connect with you on a more personal level, right? We've seen artists who have gone through us and I'd love to take full credit for them, but I don't think we can because it's a variety of factors that help grow their story, help grow their merch sales, their live ticket sales. You know, one instance I'll point to, I sort of referenced him earlier is Khalid. Like we had some really impactful content with him early. People hadn't really seen great instances of him singing stripped down in the quality of his voice. And we tried to display that. And fans really latched onto that quickly. He had already had a solid amount of Spotify plays and I'm sure, you know, streaming plays on other platforms. But there's always, you know, maybe one or two key moments where you're showing that great visual that helps bring you and connect you to your, to the next level with your fans. Yeah, yeah. It really helps so that that's it's video it's it's visual and it's uh, a bit less passive type of consumption than oftentimes laid back way of listening to a spotify playlist for example and yes indeed we have seen a lot of instances where artists get a lot of streams thanks to placements in editorial playlists and so on and and it just doesn't convert of, of sometimes even in the followers on that very platform streaming platform and then it's really difficult to to communicate his story just through a song without anything else added to it. So yeah, that's that kind of makes a lot of sense. Some great stuff, very inspiring here. And I guess we we would just you know leave our listeners hungry for more information. And I'm linking to some of the examples of the content you've created and the artists you've mentioned. Uh, but before before you go, any additional advice, recommendation, or plans? for Viva, whatever you whatever you choose. Anything else to share with us? Yeah, you touched on a good point around, you know, being able to play within every individual platform and how it differs. The one thing I'd leave artists to continue to remember and the people helping them create content is when you're on YouTube and you're in that environment, music videos compete against everything. 
right? It's not just like if you're on Spotify and you're competing against other artists for plays, you're competing against every single vertical for content. Music video isn't specifically advantaged within the platform. So really understanding the platform, playing by the platform's rules, looking for opportunities of growth and optimization of which we have an entire team dedicated to providing those recommendations, building those tools, continuing just to educate artists wherever they're willing to be educated is just of massive importance as you continue to try to grow your audience on YouTube. So always keep that in mind. It's music versus everything, not music versus music. Yeah, great advice. Really appreciate it. And thank you for all the insights you've shared with us today. Once again, encourage everyone listening to us to check out everything that we've got in the show notes and uh, and just keep an eye on, on Viva and all the cool projects that you've been working on. Really exciting stuff. So thank you once again. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Hope to speak again soon. Thank you all for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please let us know what you think in the comments on social media. You know where to find us most probably. Dotted Music, uh, Music Growth Talks, Andrew Epinev. Just look uh, us up. And uh, if you have uh, any questions to Vivo, you can also just reach out to them via the contact form and ask. And uh, yeah, so let me know if you have tried uh, the optimization tips uh, JP mentioned on this episode. Once again, it's really important to understand uh, the specifics of, uh, of, of a platform you own, of a channel such as uh, YouTube, so you really Uh, interested in understanding how people consume music videos on YouTube in order to optimize your music videos for that platform. Um, Yep, so hope you enjoyed the conversation once again. Till the next episode of Music Growth Talks. Take care. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.